What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed. But I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves. No, please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'ma center myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. What's up, Devrin? Dave, it's been too long. How you been, my brother? Bro, I'm good, man. We say this too often, man. I don't like it, but it has been too long. I'm grateful to be on the podcast with you tonight, my friend. Bro, since we last recorded, you and I both have experienced, like, major life changes. That's what I was about to say. So we have a lot of life changes, so... My son was born. Shout out to August. This hey. is this is a little first shout out. Can't don't even know what we saying. We got a little first shout out. Then you had your son a yep. couple weeks later. Yep, yep. My son. Shout out to baby Josie out there, man. He's probably and then sleeping. I need to talk about the business. Yeah, bro. Speak on it. Man, let me let me speak on that right quick. Yeah, so um, end of September, I guess, ish, uh, I started a business called One Stop Media. Um, if you're friends with us in any capacity, you've seen it. Um, trying to trying to market it a little bit here. But basically, man, my goal um, was to kind of create a company that could do a lot of different stuff in, in the media space. Uh, obviously, we've been doing podcasting for a long time. So doing you know media consulting in that way but also videography photography different things like that and kind of just having a multifaceted brand in that way uh to this point i've shot basketball games taken pictures done weddings um pretty much one stop it's in the name i'm i'll do it all uh but yeah man it's been good thanks for asking about that uh but yeah, bro, it's been it's been a crazy few months, like just wild, and and the Lord's really blessed uh, each of our families, I think, man, and uh, grateful to you know be able to kind of recount that. So yeah, man. No, it's it's really dope. Like I saw some of the stuff that you've been doing, like the YouTube channel that you started was great. But I also saw them highlight tapes that you made. Like if you, if I was in high school, I would hit you up for sure. My guy, see that's that's the confidence that I need to right there. But I sometimes you gotta that. gas you up like that, man. And, yeah. But I'm not I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm being for real. That um, those highlight tapes are are legit. I appreciate that, bro, for sure. If you're listening, man, let me let me plug it then. If you're listening and you are an athlete, or you have a child that's an athlete, or you have a business, or you have anything going on, and you're somewhat close to me or not close, I can consult you. Uh, I'm happy to help, man. Hit my line, you know, Big Dave underscore KY or at One Stop Media KY. 
trying to take over, you know? Listen, Dave, I actually just plugged you, plugged your name into Ooh. somebody today. Ooh. You were talking that they were saying, hey, do you still got connections with the, all these college coaches? I said, man, it don't matter if you don't got no highlight tape. You got a highlight tape? He said, no, I don't know how to do one. I said, I got just the guy who could do it for you. Yes, sir. I got you. I got I'm you. Tell you. So, man, outside of uh, – and I appreciate that. So, outside of Baby Boy, what's new in your life, bro? What's been going on? Dude, uh, not much, really. I mean, this semester has just been trying to get used to life with my son and, like, the, the ebbs and flows of that and learning about fatherhood. I think, as, I think that was, like, the last podcast that we recorded before yeah. we took our hiatus for a little bit was was which is kind of ironic that we're, now we're sitting here with additional children <laughs> right and i think uh but just just learning how to how to do that it's it's awesome cuz babies they just change every single day yeah and so that's that's been that's been such a such a blessing just to see see him grow every day and he sanctifies me already as like a three month old, and I'm because I'm just learning. So yeah, much for sure about who God is and and parenting styles and, and whatnot. And so it's been cool, man. It's been cool, man. That's great. Like you know, obviously three months in. What do you feel like has been the thing that you know, whether it's about your son or about your wife? Like, what do you think the thing that has surprised you the most, or Hit you the hardest uh, in that time frame. All right, so let me let me say a couple things here, right? So everybody's got like their pregnancy stories, right? You hear the moms talk about it all the time, right? But you don't hear a lot of dads talk about like their perspective of it. This is true. I'll say this: dads, first time dads, you got to You you got to try to experience that as much as you can this is pg as i can put it Mm -hmm. right like try to just be in there as as much as you can to experience all of it because you'll never forget it and so but like the immense amount of respect that i've already had for my wife but like you just it just multiplies when you see her push out your child your child yeah yeah and and the first time you hold a child, like Dave, you you were a college athlete, so you understand how bad preseason is, right? Yes. I would do preseason ten times over before I would put my body through something like that. Bro, you preach facts. <laughs> but like you see, like you know, some of these, you know, you know, people, you know, you see moms have multiple kids. Like, wow, that's impressive you know so yeah. i mean they're champ they're champs they're you know my wife is is tough I, that's when I, I realized oh she's a warrior so that's that's on the first front second thing like when i'm holding my child for the first time i'm thinking to myself i have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> like i'm so unqualified for this but at the same time like but i love this little guy so much even though he's only been in this world for 30 seconds I love him right. so much. I want to try to do whatever I can to, to try to protect and provide for him. And so that's been cool. And 
learning what it means as like a day-to-day as a father because like the expectation that i had initially was that oh man this little man's gonna he's just gonna be me and him gonna be best buds from day one but like newsflash first time dads they don't really want they don't really want you all right they 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 want want, nothing to do with you yeah they want mom and so like you know and putting in terms of basketball, like, you know, we, we are Eric Snow passing the ball to Allen Iverson every day. Like, like my wife is just killing it every day. Just yep. Allen Iverson just put dropping hey, but, 40. But don't – but, dude, listen, bro. You're right. You're right to an extent. But Eric Snow is important. You know what Oh, I'm yeah, for sure. Like, they don't so, get to the finals without – I mean, well, okay, okay, I say we're Derek Fisher. Right, I, you don't get Derek to the Fisher's finals. Fisher's a much better. One. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're Derek Fisher. You don't get to the finals without you, but like you're, you, but you're, you're definitely not Kobe or Shaq. You're not Kobe or Shaq. That's right. Like the, the, like you might be Pippen, people, but you're not Jordan. <laughs> exactly. So when people come to when people come to the game, they're coming to see Kobe and Shaq. They're coming to see the mom and the baby. They're not coming to see you. You're the assist guy, and I mean. And it's all good, but like you got to just get comfortable in your role. And so that was, you know, humbling. But you definitely realize like, how can I be a better like, how can I better serve my family in this moment? Hundred percent. So that's yeah. So no offense, Eric Snow, if you happen to listen to this podcast, <laughs> I highly doubt it. My bad. Hey, shout out to Eric Snow, man. If you don't know who Eric Snow is, just Google him. You ain't gonna find much, but he's out there. Yeah. So yeah, so those are the things that I think I've taken away so far. Yeah. Just like learning to put other people in front like put other people before yourself. People always say it all the time, but until like you actually, actually gotta live it out, it's 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 hard. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent agree, bro. Hundred percent agree. And and then on the other hand, you have yourself. Like you're a vet. Like you got, you're on three right now, bro. I'm. It's so funny because like I have all the time. People are like, "Man, this is three. Like this should be like, you guys got it all figured." Uh, nah, bro. Not even close. Well, you go I, from playing man to man defense to playing the zone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's three on two. Like it's a it's a wrap. So it's about. I think for me the biggest thing, and I think I talked to you about this before, but. Like, I've just been trying to do a better job at serving my wife. Because just like you said, like, obviously, you know, there's I can't physically feed this baby the way she can. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I can do is I can help make sure that she's got good nutrients and, you know, she's taken care of. And that I can try to do all the things that help take something off of her plate to help her, you know, be free to do the things that she needs to do for herself and for the baby. Because right now that's that's, you know that things attached to her hip, you know, literally attached to her body like half the day. And so, you know, just trying to make sure that we give the two older kids attention and love and yeah, so it's it's a weird balance. And so I've just been trying to figure that out and I have no idea what I'm doing. If you're a dad with three children under the age of six in a particular season like myself, appreciate any advice you have if you've got it figured out. If not, we in this together. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, it's been, it's been good though. And I'm, I'm grateful. And again, I'm like you, man, you, you said it first about, you know, 
about Adolin, just like the respect and appreciation that you have for her is at a whole new level. And, you know, I think that every time, all three times, I feel like it just grew tremendously, just feeling like you're incredible. Like, how do you do this? Like, how, how in, in the appreciation that I have for God, even designing something like pregnancy and delivery, like only a creator could, you know, a divine creator could make that happen. And so, you know, just, just that kind of combination of the two and the way that I see, you know, God as the perfect father and I'm a completely imperfect father um, and just how, you know, those things really line up and it, it makes me have a better understanding of my faith um, and just how he could love me, even though I suck because <laughs> you know, as imperfect as a dad I am, I, I love my kids even when they suck and uh, I hurt when they hurt and I'm happy when they're happy, you know? And so I, I see that those characteristics of God and uh, just makes me really appreciate that about him and thankful that he calls me his son, you know? So yeah, man, th those are definitely some, some things that I think about all the time when it comes to, you know, the specifically around, you know, the birth of my kids and uh, what that what it means to be a dad and, and that sort of thing we all learning man that's that's kind of what i'm gathering here it's like every day it's like a learning process for sure i'm always really hesitant when anyone says that they've got it figured out or even when i feel like somebody puts on a facade that they haven't figured out i'm like eh, but do you <laughs> yeah no i get it i get it bro listen man we uh we could probably talk for like days and days and days on the stuff that we missed out on during our hiatus. Um, but I feel like the one thing that uh, is, is relevant and current uh, that we can kind of hit on that I want to get your opinion on and hear your, hear your takes on is uh, Deion Sanders uh, and the, the situation with him, you know, leaving Jackson state HBCU heading to Colorado of all places. Um, yeah, man, I, I want to know what you think about that and go from there, bro. Yeah. Okay. So I want to preface this by talking to, to the audience and saying, if, for those of you who don't know, I'm currently a professor at an HBCU, but I went to school. I did not go to an HBCU when I went to school to get all my degrees. Right. 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 So I've kind of seen both perspectives, but I haven't been a student at an HBCU, but I've have experienced what HBCU life is like. All right. So for those of you who have experienced what HBCU is life is like, like you understand that the culture at HBCUs is way different than other what we call predominantly are historically white institutions, right? Right. So there's there's that's the first thing. So like I hear like the first thing I heard was like, well Deion Sanders can he can just replicate the culture in Colorado. Like no, you uh, can't you just quite. can't replicate that. I mean, I'm, I'm talking everything from like the band to the teachers to the organizations on campus. It's, to the community being bought in. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So it's just you you just can't replicate that. 
now can Dion change the culture of the football team in Colorado? Sure, absolutely. Absolutely, he can change that. Now I understand that he I understand why he left. It makes sense to me why he left. Anybody in his position probably probably would have left. And if you say if you tell me you're not, you're lying to yourself. You I mean, we're going from three hundred thousand dollars to four point seven million dollars. Like it's it's not a competition. Like you're leaving, and I hate that. Like so many people are expected to like you like it. It's almost like there's like immediately there's there's just like these split in two ideas. Like you hear, oh, Dion's a sellout, right? Or, or he or he did what he had to do. You get what I'm saying? So I think those that's like the tough thing, and. There was this quote I heard a long time ago, and it's it's really difficult. Like if you're not in this space, it's kind of difficult to understand. But it's a lot of times being black or minority in this country, in the United States, you have to make the difficult decision of am I going to be inefficient or am I going to be a sellout? And I think Dion, like he did everything he could do at Jackson State. So given the two options, he and had he stayed at Jackson State even longer, he would not have accomplished anything else because he accomplished everything there is to accomplish there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's, he's operating in inefficiency. So then when he leaves and goes to Colorado, which is the complete op- opposite of Jackson, Mississippi. Complete opposite. And you, he gets called a sellout. So he has to live with, oh, he just sold out. You know, it's like, no, he, he made a better, he, I mean, he, he moved up. Now, some of the things he said, like, you know, he did, it was for elevation purposes and stuff like that. <laughs> Stuff like that, like, you know, kind of makes it seem like Jackson State was not as good. But, I mean, just the reality, the fact is, like, I'm not – this isn't a diss towards HBCUs. We're just talking about Colorado has, like, NFL-quality facilities. Right. Where, where Deion's friends built spent, Jackson State. I was just about to say, didn't he and, like, his homies build, like, their facilities pretty much? Yeah, and, and that's just – you can't keep living like that. And it's, it's a difference. We're talking about FCS football, and then we're talking about playing for the national championship. It's two different things. Right. It's it's just completely different. Like, and I would dare someone just to, just to watch an FCS football game. There's, there's nothing wrong with FCS football, but it's different than watching a game in Tuscaloosa. Right. Our game in Athens, Georgia, or Columbus, Ohio. You know, it's different. And I mean, if if you wanted to to be the best, and you wanted, and this is his goal to you know to coach. You know, so I I get like why people feel like you know Dion disrespected HBCUs. I don't think he disrespected them. I think in a lot of ways he helped bring attention to HBCUs, and you know, that it was, HBCUs had already, 
you know, some kind of attention after 2020, but he gave it more attention, you know, and more spotlights and to what the athletics could look like. I mean, also, you know, this is my last little thing here, but, you know, Dion got his degree from Tuscaloosa College. You know, he couldn't coach without a college degree. He never finished his degree at Florida State. Tuscaloosa College was the one that granted him his degree so he could be able to coach. That's another HBCU. Um, and so HBCUs looked out for Dion. And in a lot of ways, Dion looked out for HBCUs too. 100%. Gave them, they, I mean, they had college game day in Jackson, Mississippi. I don't think people realize how big of a deal that is. Huge. And so I, I, I mean, I like the move. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I'm, I'm extremely worried at, at the same time, though, because this is either going to be a home run or it's going to be a huge swing and a miss, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that, you know, the the upside is the fact that he is going to a school that won, what, one game this year? Is that right? Yeah. I think they were like 1-11. They were awful. So, I mean, like, you can't – I mean, you can do worse, but it's really hard. You got to try to – It's going to be pretty tough to get worse than that. Um, But, too, like, I see a lot of – irony in a way like you you mentioned it a few minutes ago like jackson mississippi and boulder colorado probably could not be more different places um and so the irony of like him having so much success at jackson state to then going to colorado to me is just like there's just something about that and and listen man i i hope he kills it man i really do i hope he goes out there and does really well and I hope he gets the opportunity to go to a bigger school. But there's going to be a learning curve too, though, you know? Because think about this, Dave. Like, in an HBCU context, the, like, it's easier to talk, to, to bring up God in conversations. Yeah. But we act, in Colorado, Boulder is more of a liberal campus. For sure. And so, you know, I'm not saying he should he should stop talking about God. I'm not not saying of that course. at all. I'm just saying it's just not gonna it's not gonna reach people the same in in the same way. Yeah, I that, agree. I think that, 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 that mentality will be different. But here's the thing: is at the end of the day, is like if I'm a high school athlete and I want to go get the attention. I mean, bro, he he's got guys on that Jackson State team that. Like, their social media presence alone was, like, is going to get them a spot on an NFL roster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Dion, but Dion is cool. So, like, think of, you got your choice between Nick Saban, who I think is turning 71 this year, and a cool 53-year-old Dion Sanders. Right. I mean, it makes a good choice. And and that's what I'm trying to get at is that like I feel like even though there will be a learning curve, I see him having the opportunity to be successful as long as he you know has the ability to continue recruiting well, which I think will be there, and adapt and, his coaching style to the teams that he's going to be playing against, and make sure that he has good coordinators to help him. Like he's going to be fine, I think. Like I could see them being a contender in the 
in their you know conference. But oh, he's gonna, he's gonna kill in the transfer portal. It's the the thing is is at the end of the day, like at the Division One like Power Five level, for the most part, your success is determined by national championships. So like, is he going to be able to produce at a high enough level to get them to uh you know what is it's not next year but the year after that they go to twelve teams like are they could they be a top twelve team I mean maybe may that's I mean maybe that's a thing. And that's that's with the USC and UCLA leaving out of conference too. True. And possibly Oregon, I thought it was. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I know the shakeup's about to be crazy. But that, I mean, all I have to say, I hope he does well. Yeah, I really do. Like I'm, I am on Team Prime. Like I, yeah. I want, I want him to do well. I think we texted about this earlier that it's really difficult for black coaches to get opportunities period and right the fact that colorado's hired four black coaches in a row says a lot like that they're they're trying now right. they, now the results just need to happen like we just need to start winning but i think he i think he can do it i mean but it's i mean there's there's some it's gonna be some recruiting battles definitely Definitely. And, 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 you know, the second thing that I want to say, maybe the third, I don't know how many points I've made to this point, but the next thing I want to mention is that I hope that if this is not like a national championship team, right? Like if he's like, let's say he's like eight and five every year, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever he is, you know, mediocre, right? Maybe even good at best. Like, I hope that if that's the case, that he gets an opportunity at a different school. And I say that because kind of tone along what you and I were talking about uh, via text is you got these guys that like are mediocre and and white and they get other opportunities. Yeah. And, or they even not even necessarily they're mediocre. They might even be mediocre to good at best. And they got lots of baggage and they're still getting opportunities at not just power five schools, not just, you know, I'm talking the, the big schools. Uh, and you know, I'm specifically pointing here to Hugh Freeze. Yeah, uh, I was about going to say, to yeah, Auburn. You sent me that article about him too. That's that's crazy too. Did you see? Did you see uh, Dion's team meeting with Colorado? Uh, I saw bits and pieces of it, but I didn't watch the whole thing. If you ever get a chance, like it's it's on Twitter. You can you can find it. So our, our YouTube, you can see it there too. One of the quotes that stood out to me. Is like uh, he's it was a couple things. One thing he said, he's like, I want to try to make you quit. He's like, if you're worried about the people transferring in, they're coming. I got some dogs coming with me. And he's like, and and they're and they're ready to eat. And they're they're hungry and they're ready to eat, and they like to hunt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And um, he's like, yeah, my quarterback's coming with me too. And, and just cause like stuff like that, he's like, um, I'm I'm bringing my bags. My bag's Louis. So, like, you know, if you're not if you're not comfortable, you can pack your bags and leave. Right. But I I get it though. They've been so bad for so long. So you gotta talk like that. Yeah. It's not like you're going into like a program that, you know, that's had success. They're one and eleven. Right. I don't know. I'm I'm interested in 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 what. And what Dion's gonna do? I, I now I do hope that people still support 
uh, HBCUs. That was going to be my next question too. Was like, what do you see as the, not necessarily the future, but like, what do you feel like the impact from Dion is leaving on HBCUs for you know the the road ahead? So, okay, one is that people don't realize that there are college coaches that are getting paid more than some HBCUs entire athletic budget right now. So the money was never there and people gave to Jackson because they believed in the mission. And I hope they still believe in the mission and give to Jackson, but historically speaking, there's not a lot of money that comes in to HBCUs from those, from donors and we could, if I mean, if we really want to get into it, um, there's a lot of money that's owed historically from from the state, from these states, and that's a whole different conversation. A whole another conversation. People can look that up if they want to look that up. But anyways, so that's the first thing. I, second is what Dion did is not unique, and I say this. People are going to say, well, you got people energized, you got people excited. You got to think. Hugh Jackson, who had time in the NFL, he couldn't find a job anywhere else. He landed at Grambling. Right. Eddie George didn't want to be an assistant coach. He wanted to be, he wanted to be a head coach somewhere. He landed at Tennessee State. And, I mean, the list goes on. Like, there's, there's like, HBCUs have historically – Given black coaches their first chance, mm. and they've and they've given black coaches um, a longer leeway. Yeah. So that's so for Dion to come in, get his first chance, and it actually worked out, and he changed the program. You know, and he left, right? So now people kind of think he just like used and abused. <laughs> right. I still think that. No, as a you know, as a supporter of HBCU, myself uh, working at one, like we we have to still support, care and and promote the positive message that HBCUs, uh, what they bring to our country, and to higher education landscape because it's, it's vastly different than what, like if you didn't go to an HBCU, I can guarantee you. <laughs> it's it's completely different than what you've experienced. Sure. And, and, and uh, you know, there's some downsides, but a lot of it's really, really positive in the things that they do. It's just unknown by, by a lot. So what Dion did wasn't unique, but I do hope that people understand that, uh, you know, what just transpired there is that, you know, that they gave they gave this coach a chance. He ended up doing well. Now we just hope that he pays it forward to the next person. Right, right. So, and and that's that's kind of what I see going forward is that not that it took a step backwards or took even a step sideways. I think it took a step forward in getting publicity out there. But now I just hope people just keep that same energy and momentum going towards, you know going towards the support of these HBCUs. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree, bro. And I think, like, you know, there's been guys that were bigger recruits. 
I guess. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Travis Hunter went to Jackson State and is now transferring to Colorado with Dion. But you have guys that have now had attention brought to, you know, the HBCU landscape. And again, you just hope that more athletes, I, I mean, I just hope that more younger athletes that retire get an opportunity at HBCUs and bring kind of that same level of intensity and knowledge. Because, like, at the end of the day, is like, I was talking to somebody about this earlier, is like, that's Deion Sanders. Like, <laughs> Who wouldn't want to learn from one of the greatest players of all time, one of the best athletes ever? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I think about it, like, for me, you know, obviously I love football, basketball, the whole nine yards. Like, if I had the chance to go and, you know, play basketball for Shaq, right? Like, I don't care what his personality is like. Like, that dude is dominant. Like, I want to go play for a guy that I watch be dominant or I could look up on YouTube and watch him be dominant. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and it's gonna be fun. That's like, what I'm saying. It's like he's you know. energetic and he's fun. You see the videos that this man posts. He was so engaging on his social media stuff, bro. It's and fun. look, and look to at what is happening, even at the professional level, bro. Is that you have coaches? The most probably four of the top ten coaches, eight coaches in the NFL right now, are like under the age of forty. So yeah. I think people are starting to see the advantage of having youthful, energetic, knowledgeable, experienced coaches. And I don't think that takes away from an Andy Reid or, you know, Nick Saban. You know, it goes down the list, right? Yeah. Like, if I'm an athlete, like, I don't want to go play for, you know, somebody that I feel like is out of touch. Like, I don't know. I just – I see that being such an advantage. And – Again, if I'm a if I'm a parent in, you know, Mississippi and I have the chance to send my, you know, my son to, you know, a, a maybe a lower end SEC school or send them to a Jackson State and they have, you know, some baller just left the NFL head coach, like I'm sending them to Jackson State. Yeah. And, you know, I'm encouraging them to go to Jackson State because that experience is, is crucial. Um, but, yeah, man, I think it's I think it's really unique. You know, the the funny part of this whole thing to me has been Colorado's athletic director. <laughs> yeah, not having the money. Okay, so for those of y'all who don't know, please go look this up. It's, if you search Deion Sanders, Colorado – like it's the first or second thing that pops up. I promise the athletic director from Colorado was asked about the money that they are giving to Dion, which I think was what 29 mil over five years, six years. Yeah. I got to confirm it. Someone's going to fact check this. I think, I think you're right though. I think it's 29.5 over six years. Okay. That's what I just read. And they asked him about the money. He said, yeah, we don't have it yet, but we don't get it. <laughs> I mean, the donors are – they're pouring in right now. Uh, so, I mean, but still, the fact that they swung big and actually actually hit. I Like I said, I hope this Dion thing works out. I do too, but that I'm was afraid so of, like, if it, bro. I just, I just, my big thing, I just don't want it. Like, if it doesn't work out, I don't want people to, well, see, you should have just stayed at HBCU. Like, I yeah. – like, he he made the best option 
you know that he wanted at the at that time. So yeah, I agree. I agree, bro. Listen, man, I'm super hopeful that we can uh, kind of figure out a time that works to be able to continue making podcasts. Uh, I was just telling you before we started recording that, you know, I have a lot of stuff that I'm doing, but recording podcasts with you uh, is is easy. And it's not because it's simple. It's because it's you and we always talk, you know, and it's just it's just easy conversation and doing them is fun. And so I hope that we can continue doing them. I'm grateful, uh, super excited. Hopefully we can get back on next week um, and, and keep chopping it up, man. But super pumped, man. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Um, yeah, that's all I got, bro. You got anything else? I think that's it, man. Like you, I think you wrapped it up perfectly. I'm happy to be back. We we definitely look. We said this like three times. We're gonna be more consistent, but this time I really mean it. I really mean it. We're gonna be we more. Really consistent. mean it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this good catching up with you, Dave. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, my brother. Until next time. Peace. Peace.